Zigzag Club episode two. <laughs> Happy to be here. Ben Schultz, CEO of Labor Chart, is joining us. I am so excited to talk with him. First of all, Ben, thanks for being here, man. Yeah, you bet. Uh, first episode, for anyone who's just listening for the first time or you found us randomly because we have way cooler podcasts like the Chiefs one we got going with BJ Kissel, um, and you just came across this. Basically, this is a fun project for me. I left the broadcast industry and now run Let It Fly Media. Uh, it was a big zigzag in my life, big change. If you listen to the first episode, my co-founder, Ben Walnick, and I talk a lot about that. So that's what the basis of the show is. This is all about Ben Schultz today. I really want to hear his story. I think it's really, really cool. So Ben, I just want to start off, if you can explain to people what you're doing right now, what your title is, and what industry you're even working in. Yeah, sure. Uh, today, I am, am leading a company called Labor Chart, which is a workforce management platform designed specifically for the construction industry. So what that is, is, is really at the highest level, it's a, it's, a, it's a way to utilize human assets more effectively, more efficiently in construction. Is this a tech company? Yeah, construction tech. Okay. Yep. So been doing that for five years now, okay. um, and, and, and that's all we focus on is construction technology utilizing human assets in a more effective manner. So anyone that's listening and knows Let It Fly Media, we work with a variety of clients. Like we have some sports clients, we have corporate clients, we have tech clients. I think corporate and tech is different because tech is a very specific industry with specific goals. And one thing I've learned is it's freaking like cool. Like when you see an app or you see workforce management, which you hear that word and you're kind of bored, no offense, but like you hear that and you're like, what does that even mean? But from our perspective, when we dive in and we work with people like you, it's really cool. It's really detailed and it's super fascinating. Yeah. Can you give me any insight to like how this yeah. stuff even happens? I think most people think, oh yeah, this computer program just shows up one day and, and, and our entire thousands of people are organized. It can't be that simple. Yeah, for sure. It's, it, um, it's very eye-opening, and it gives you a whole, low, whole new level of appreciation for what goes into it. Um, like most things, anything good takes time and effort. Um, you see things, and, and, and you, you, whatever you're looking on your phone or any of, of the sites that you use, the apps that you use, you probably don't have um, a good level of awareness of what it actually takes to make that happen. Um, I sure didn't. So when we started Labor Chart, there was there's people who who've done what I've done before, and and the the words of advice were anything that you want to do is going to cost twice as much and take twice as long, and it uh it's 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 been more than that for us. I mean we're coming up on our fifth year now, and um it's yeah it, it's a lot that goes into it. So it's cool, it's neat, it's fun to be producing these types of things that are out and, and creating value in the space um, and in the world, but at the same time it's it feels like you're going pretty slow. Um, compared to what you want to do, but it's just the nature of the beast. Yeah, so um, anyone who wants to learn more about Labor Chart, I highly recommend just searching the program. Um, they're a really, really cool Kansas City-based company doing amazing things. Are you international? I mean, do you yeah. have international clients? Yep. yep. That, that's that's amazing. So for a Kansas City company to do that, I mean, we're all super proud of that. Yeah. Um, so, so go research that. The heart of the show isn't the typical um, let's just talk about our business and give each other pub. Like, so I want people to know who you are, but – how did you even land as the CEO of Labor Chart? What is your past? Because this mm -hmm. is a zigzag show, and I know for a fact you probably didn't imagine at some point in your life that you'd even be in the position you're in right now. Yeah, I mean, I have a business management degree from K-State. Um, so I am a former fourth-generation electrical contractor, grew up in a family of, of contractors, and that's what I did every summer since I could drive. So I went to college just 
assuming that when I graduate, I'm coming back and I'll go into the office and I'll, I'll take that path and, and work in the family business. So I did that. I what, uh, what is that like? What is like for the layman's terms? If I open a book, like what's a general contract? Well, like? so, so we my family's business is electrical contracting. Okay. So you have your general contractors who manage the projects, contracts, relationships with the owner, and then they hire all the specialty trades or the disciplines that do all the other pieces of the project. Right. So what we focused on was the electrical contracting side of it. So lights, plugs, switches, devices, switch gear. Wow. Um, voice and data is part of that too. So that's what we did. Uh, a big focus and emphasis on healthcare. Um, so I, I went to K-State, got a business management degree, came back in 2003 and started working in the family business. So I did that for 12 years. Um, I held every role there is to have within that company, started at the bottom, assistant project manager, um, learned on the operations side, everything there is to learn. And in 2013 or 14, I was our vice president and operations manager, and we were just very, we were doing a horrible job of managing our people, mm. just a terrible job. And we were using best in class software for accounting. And this isn't like leadership management. This is just like logistical management. Yeah, this is just, this is like get a person from point A to point B. Okay. So, and when you have a workforce of 50, 100 people and you have 10 jobs, you have to place those people in the right job. Right. They have to be, they have to, to do their job well, they have to have tools, equipment, material, they have to have enough scope in front of them on the day to stay knowledge busy. to know what they're even doing. Yeah. I mean, we're dealing with that right now. We're growing. I'm like, it's getting harder to tell my employees and give give them enough information and time to even what they're they're good at what they do. But unless they know, it's yeah. And think tough. about your team and in, in, in one month, do they have the right? Do you have the right makeup of work in one month to keep the entire staff busy? Right. Because they all have different skill sets. Yeah. So you have to backload your pipeline to make sure you have that. Same thing in construction. So you have to you, if you operate it, say you are a business that has hundred people. You need to take on enough work to try to stay at 100 people year-round. If you take on too much or too little, you're now operating outside of your comfort zone or what you're structured to operate as. So that's what that's what we do is we, we help with that now. So so you must have noticed with the family business, you're like, this is crazy. Yeah. We need to make something. So did you make something in-house that worked, and then you're like, I need to apply no, it elsewhere? Or did I you mean, say, see ya? No, that's, that's where the idea started. So it, 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 it felt like Groundhog's Day. Um, I mean, so co contracting is, is a service-based profession, um, and we were coming in every day, and we were just doing the same shit day after day <laughs> after day. Um, it just, it, it, we weren't making any progress. So I started looking for solutions to just do what I needed to do to, just, to do my job sufficiently, not even well. Right. Um, and there was nothing that did what I needed. Wow. So I started talking to some of my peers in, in the industry, like the big contractors who you would think have to have a solution in place. So I started reaching out to them. And um, I'd say, hey, what am, what am I missing here? I, I I suck at this, and there's no good way to do this. Like, what are you guys doing over here? Hey, uh, anyone listening, CEOs, how they get there? Normally it starts with, I suck at something. It's, it's, it, I mean, it was, so I, but what I found out later, I was meeting with these mega contractors. I was doing it better than them. Cool. But I... To me, I felt like I sucked at it. Mm -hmm. So um, I'd go, I'd say, "What are you guys doing?" They would show me, and it was, it was, it was bad. It was horrible. Yeah. Um, so what started out as an as an idea to just build something for our own company to, to just be a tool for us, after meeting with multiple contractors in the same story, they would have nothing in place. Um, it became apparent very quickly that 
it was a way bigger issue than just me and my company. So let's fast forward and get through all the details. How long have you been a CEO at Labor Chart now? How many years? Uh, we launched our first product in January of 2015. Okay, so it's been five, six years. You've raised really good money. People are backing you. Mm -hmm. um, you're an international company. So that's where the zigzag happened. You went from family business mm -hmm. to now you run your own thing in the construction industry. Um, I have to ask, what was it like telling, like when it comes to zigzagging, when I think of yeah. my personal story, leaving an industry that A, my whole family knew I was going to be in my whole life because I said I was going to be a broadcaster and then I was. And then to come to him one day and say, hey, I'm leaving to start a different company. That was an interesting mindset sure. for me and for the people having to hear that information. So take me back to that time. Yeah. Was the transition tough for you or did you oh, have yeah. support or what was it like? Both, both. Well, so a little bit of background on that. My great-grandfather started an electrical contracting company in the 1900s. Wow. He had two boys. They were both electrical contractors. Those two boys had seven boys. They were all electrical contractors. On, on my dad's side of the family, every single male has been an electrical contractor. So then it hit my generation, and I was the only one of my family. So I have th uh, two brothers, and I was the only one that went into the business. So it was very much expected that I was going to be the one that was going to be taking over the company um, and leading it for our generation. So yeah, I mean, going in and having that conversation when when I thought I was going to be doing it and the family expectation was that I was going to be doing it. Um, yeah, it was it was it was difficult for sure. How um, so you leave not comfort, but leave something you expected was kind of the path. Yeah. To something that is now an unknown. Well, the word you said first is what it was. It was like we left a, a personally my wife and I and our family left a lifestyle of comfort. I yeah. mean, we were we were very comfortable financially. Mm -hmm. um, there was a pretty safe path. Um, so besides the conversations about leaving the business, we, we basically took every penny that we had ever saved and put that towards the business. And then six months <sighs> later, we cashed out the 401ks and put every bit of savings we had towards the business. Six months after that, we go and take out a loan for $150,000 collateralize the house. So unless you're all in in 18 months, we went from comfort, a nice path, um, a pretty safe, secure career to, um, we also had three kids in, in four <laughs> years. Um, so we, all that, we, we took everything we had in an 18 month period and had nothing. So that is where I think stories like this, that's where the true risk, the true reward. Yeah. And, and honestly, just the belief in yourself come, comes into play. My same exact thing. I was uh, doing well in Kansas City. I was a young sports broadcaster from Chicago. Maybe I could have gone on to Chicago next job. That was uh, a, a path. All of a sudden, you drop all of that, and you put whatever money that you put into something, that's it. Mm -hmm. And then, by the way, for me, I was getting married to Lindsay, and her parents had to look at me and said, I, I could trust that my daughter was marrying someone with a career, and all of a sudden, you have a quote-unquote career, but it's a brand right. that no one's ever heard about. Yep. So um, for my mindset, it was two things. One, it was really difficult in the transition because I went from journalism, which is a 24-7 nonstop job, to a name, a company, sending emails, waiting for responses for maybe a week. Most time, people wouldn't respond. Most people wouldn't answer. To, to working in an industry in corporate life, which is much slower. Mm -hmm. So for you... What were some of the difficulties you remember in the transition from going from comfort to all of a sudden the risk and then trying to build it? Like what what really changed in your life from a day-to-day -day business oh standpoint? Oh, my God. I mean, so much. I don't even know where to start. I mean, 
for one, I mentioned it earlier, is, is contract is very much a service-based business. Yeah. So I was leaving, I was leaving construction, and I knew construction operations, and I knew service and billable hours, and I was transitioning to construction tech, which is product, hmm. where just night and day different business models. So I, I, I mean, it's it's a miracle we're where we are today with looking back with how naive and, and little I knew about what I was doing. Um, when, yeah. did, when did the fun kick in? When was the, I'm like, I'm kind of stressed. I don't even know. I know what I'm doing, but you, you'll, you have to fake it till you make it. I don't care what anyone says when you start something mm-hmm. to get to certain meetings, certain levels, even if you're smart and you have a great product. Um, when did it start turning to like, this is fulfilling and this is the best decision I ever made? I would probably when I, I actually burnt the bridge and left contracting. So initially when so I- Right away. Yeah, right away. When I- so I, we built the product. We launched the product. I didn't leave contracting right away. Okay. I thought it was going to be like a, a gradual change where I would slowly over the course of a year, I would, I would ramp my hours down on contracting, ramp them up on the, on the software. Um, we had enough momentum pretty quick where it was apparent that it needed to happen faster than that. Mm-hmm. So the moment I made that decision to, to close the door, shut down the contracting, go right in full time to the software – I mean, from that day forward, you, I mean, you know how it is. There's like, there's just a, a you know, a butterfly in the stomach every day you wake up. Yeah. So, yeah. It's, it's Do you been, enjoy that part of it? I love it. Yeah. 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 I mean, there's, I, I remember the first 12 years of my career, um, there's days you drive in where you just might not be quite on, quite dialed in. You have slow days. Um, there haven't had a slow day in, in four, four and a half years. Dude, I, and this is not like some like, I don't know how to explain it, but I, I, I feels that so much because uh, I loved my job. I can literally say before, I absolutely loved it. The love I have for my current job is so far beyond that. Mm -hmm. It's insane. I look forward to Mondays. Like I cannot wait for Monday. I don't want to be addicted to work. I think you have some buddies where you're almost kind of like, dude, you're an adrenaline junkie to work and like go take time with your family or whatever. But at the same time, it is what gets me going and I I can't stop thinking about it. Yeah, I mean, I feel the same way. We, I think we're both fortunate to be in the positions we are where we've had like two different, very drastically different careers. Mm-hmm. Um, the first part, the first half of mine was awesome. I loved, I thought I loved it. Yeah. But until you get to experience something different, you don't know what it is. So and that's the heart of this show. Like, I, I don't know how many minutes we're in. Justin, how many minutes are we into this? We're so we're 17 minutes into it. And I really think the heart of this, the show and zigzagging is realizing that as humans, we have tons of skill sets, and it doesn't always have to be defined right away. You don't have to know what you're going to do forever, and it can change at any time. Um, my problem was I thought my identity as a person was being a sports broadcaster. Yep. And so when all of a sudden I had to say I was giving that up, my whole life, like, I didn't realize it, but everything about me and how I interacted, it was because I was a sports broadcaster and that's how people looked at me. So all of a sudden to start a company, which by the way, people thought was a drone company. It's like, they don't even know what you're doing. <laughs> I don't know if you had that frustration to be like, wait, what are you doing? Yeah. And like, and it's going really well. And you're just I'm like, well, I can't even explain it. Cause you won't like, you won't understand, which is fine. Right. But that's the heart of this is that for me, I found out even now my identity isn't let it fly media. Cause I've already learned mm-hmm. it, it wasn't my past job. My, the identity is, am I loving what I'm doing? Am I having fun? It, was that similar to you at all? Or because given that, yeah, yeah, your identity yeah. was being in the family business, I guess. Yeah. I mean, it, it, in the family it was for sure, but mm-hmm. externally, I, I don't know. 
I don't think externally I ever f- felt it that strong. Yeah. Um, I guess mine was more a front-facing career. Uh, yeah, than, true. Yeah. That's true. Like you, exactly. Everyone would know what you did. I mean, for the most part, being a contractor, it's not, <laughs> you're not in the spotlight. It's not a, publicly a very sexy type of job. So nobody really cares. Uh-huh. Um, so I didn't feel it. I don't think I did feel it like that. So then it was probably fun to explain what was going on. But now it's different. I mean, coming, like, it's, it's what you talked about. Like, it's interesting to think. In, in the role that I have today, it's definitely something that is talked about and a struggle that I hear a lot of entrepreneurs um, deal with is separating that identity um, with your business, especially when the now the, the risk factor is so high. Right. So, um, you know, obviously a greater than 50% chance of a construction or not construction, but any new technology business, if it's going to last five years, 10 years is not, the odds aren't in your favor. So definitely a struggle to um, go start something new and, and being able to isolate your identity in your business. Yeah, the logo is not who you are as right, a person, right. which, which I can see even we're behind you a little bit. We're only in th- year three, but it's it's going in a direction now where I can see more and more that gets more difficult to do yeah. because you're just in it all the time. There's a um, a Kobe Bryant YouTube video you should watch. It's uh, There's a there's a point in it that's really cool, it, and it resonates a lot with me. It's um, He talks about in one of his games where his rookie year he shot a bunch of air balls, and, and then he went back to figure out like why he was shooting air balls. He got to the root problem, but at, at at the end of his message of what he's saying is is just get over yourself. Yeah, like people get so hung up about perception and what other people think. Yes, nobody really cares. Like it's 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 all in your head, and just get over it yourself. It is so in your head. If you're not happy at a certain yeah. job, like look, you can't just leave a job. If 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 your family's relying, if you're relying, you can't just do it. But just know that if there's an opportunity to leave. That's okay. Right. No one's gonna care. No, like that's actually the heart of the show. Is like I, honestly, both of us might zigzag again. Like, right. I, what what's what's your future? What do you think? Do you think you're in labor chart forever? But in tech, I would think the idea is maybe to exit or be a world dominator forever. Yeah, one right? or the other. Yeah, um, <laughs> not a whole lot for in between. Yeah, and I'm not um, putting you on the spot, but like that's the thing. There's no guarantee, I guess, with anything. Yeah, it's it's. I mean, my. F- eighth year in construction, I would have never thought I'd be in construction tech. I would, I mean, if you asked me then, I'd say, no, this is what I'm doing forever. Yeah. So I think my answer is would right now, I cannot envision anything different. Right. But I'm very aware that the the path that, that our lives and professions can take us. Yeah. Um, and I, and I'm excited to see what happens. I think it's, I'm, I'm sure you can say the same what, when you left journalism and now what you're doing, one of the beauties of it is, is how much, you've you've grown oh like if you how long were you in journalism was it five professional years and then plus school but so then you've had three with let it fly oh yeah and, and, and the, the amount that you've grown and developed it's like it's like 10x those five years oh yeah so like knowing that like i'm excited to, to continue to try to um grow at that exponential rate that i feel i have the past five years yeah um but if it's in something else i'm i'm excited for that as well so what i want to end with every show it, it's kind of um and it depends on the person and their background. We'll probably talk to some athletes here who came from different sports. Like, not everyone is going to be a CEO of a company like yourself. But in in your situation, when mm-hmm. I talk to people like you, um, when it comes to zigzagging, even just being able to talk about how much fun you're having, shout out your employees or what you're doing, just to end with, like, yeah. in general, I mean, is, do you still have the same fire now from you did when you put <laughs> a mortgage on your house? <laughs> yeah, I think it's 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 actually even more than that. I mean, I'm, I know you can relate to this, but now we, we're up to – 24, I think 25 people, we, two people accepted offers today. So we're up to 25 people. Um, and now it's about growing and watching these people develop. Like I feel like I did 
in the past. So now, yeah. we're, like, to scale your company to be what you want it to be, now you have to take what you have done and what you've developed and now make that across the entire organization. So not to go into a whole nother episode here, but if you think about it, and I'm just thinking this right now as far as zigzag, I think in our roles, you can zigzag in your own role while still being in it constantly. For sure. Because for me, as our growth, so we went from two, 13 months ago to almost 14 here in a couple of weeks. Huge growth. I mean, if you think about that over that yeah. time period, my role has changed completely. Yeah. Like, it was all about business growth, new job, it's new like job. It's like a career change within the same Literally company. now it's I really want to make sure the culture and the people and yep. everyone's really happy. So I'm having to adjust and hopefully that goes well. But I think yeah. everyone has to be comfortable knowing that a year from now your job could be yeah. completely different. And we're fortunate to be in that position where you can – it's literally a career change in our own companies. Yeah, yeah. So you have to evolve how, how that much. much. Last question. How many times do you think that's happened to you over the period at Labor Chart where you felt like a seismic shift in your day-to-day? Uh, quarterly, I, 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 there's <laughs> quarter, there's like something else that, that I feel like there's a, a new thing. I literally think right now it's every two weeks. Do you really? Yeah. Yeah. I'm serious. Like, so yeah. quarter, like I, I completely feel that. Yeah. Yep. You come in and there's a new focus and you just, and, and that's what you keep the top of mind for, for that. I almost 90 feel days bad for our employees. 14 days. Do you feel, I feel bad for my employees, right? Like I, I, I think we treat them well. I know we, we yeah. care about them, but like. I want them to believe me when I say a thing one day, and I, I believe it at that moment. But I have no idea if two weeks from now that's. Oh my god! Be the case. We yeah, we uh, the first ones especially who've like been with us for the longest periods of time. Like yeah, we give them um, props all the time for like enduring and going through all the the zigzagging and back and forth that they've had to put up with. I think they're like first children. I don't have a kid, but I've heard you always look back at the first one you had and you're like, oh my gosh! Yeah. By the second one, you're like, how did I not do this the same way the yep. first time? And yep. it's probably with. The people who've been there the longest yeah. is the same and thing. They're, and they're looked at from the new employees of, of like, the ones who, who paved the way. Um, so they, I think it, it, I think they kind of like it, though. Yeah, they do. Shout yeah. out Billy, Andy, Tom. <laughs> that's you guys. Um, and, and Claire and Brian. Yeah, exactly. There you go. Dude, this is so fun. Uh, really glad that you could join us. Hope you enjoyed it. And uh, really inspiring. And we're just proud to really showcase anyone in Kansas City that's done something special. And I think you're one of those people. Yeah, so Appreciate it. Likewise, man. Let's keep it going. All right. Thank you, everyone. Ben Schultz, Labor Chart. We'll see you soon.